You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. You're listening to episode 192 of the Merged Marketing Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about unlocking the secrets of engaging B2B social media. And my guest on today's episode is Anthony Lung. In this episode, we really dive into the tactics that B2B businesses can deploy on social media. For, t- for a lot of B2B businesses, they might think this is super foreign or they've given up on social media because they do not see any opportunities and their time is spent better in other places. However, in this episode, we're going to debunk that and we're going to talk about the areas, platforms, placements and opportunities where you can get some visibility and potential traction and leads in the door. Without further ado, let's kick them a chat with Anthony Long. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jay. We're going to dive into some awesome topics today around B2B marketing because I get the question all the time anytime I talk to a B2B lead. And for those that don't know B2B, it's business to business lead. So they say that the content needs to be sexy and it sometimes can be tough to create sexy content when you're a B2B business. However, we're going to debunk that myth today in this conversation, at least I hope so. But maybe we can yeah. start, Anthony, by you giving us a bit of background on your journey into B2B marketing. Yeah, actually, I moved from Canada to the UK. And in Canada, I actually did print marketing, if you believe this or not. And when I moved to the UK, it was I, when I was looking over job ads, it was all about digital marketing at the point. And so I got myself into it, started off with SEO copywriting and got into social media. And in that journey, I did mostly B2C brands, stuff like Just Eat which I think is called Skip the Dishes in Canada, Pret-a-Manger, which doesn't actually have exist in Canada. It does show up in, in New York, so you might know the brand. But they're like a more upscale Tim Hortons, if you will, of the UK, just as beloved uh, of a brand. And yeah, I also did B2B brands as well, but mostly B2C brands. And I fell in love with the medium because you can connect directly to your customers or if you are a charity, your supporters through this medium. And it's an honest, authentic medium where things that are overproduced are not as celebrated as something that's genuine. So that's why I love it. When I do work on Instagram or on Facebook was still a thing, but we looked for content that entertained and that really understood the emotions and how the customer looked at us. And so when I started my own business, I reflected on the B2B brands and it doesn't seem to have the same perspective. It seems that we being B2B, I have a status quo of putting out content the same way we've been doing it for 10 plus years. I say 10 years because my first B2B gig was 10 years ago, but nothing's changed in those 10 years. And so the way that we think we are effectively talking to our customers is actually not effective at all. You can see it in how people engage with your brand's LinkedIn content. You can see there's pages with hundreds and thousands of likes or followers, sorry. And on in the content, there's maybe 50 likes. And in those 50 likes, 80% of it is staff members. So it's clearly not reaching or family. the people. Yeah, or family. Mom and dad accounts for 90% of content right. engagement. But if I was in B2B or if I was back in B2C, that'd be a red flag, right? My job might be on the line. But in B2B, it seems like an, a, a kind of accepted status quo. 
And I feel like there's such a missed opportunity. So that's where I'm putting my business now is to help B2B companies with that B2C experience I've got. So how can B2B business really effectively leverage social media as an outlet for them to actually potentially grow their business? I mean, first, I think we need to recognize that this content isn't for us. We're not writing to make ourselves feel better. We already know how hot we are. It's cool. We don't need to tell ourselves all the time. What we need to do is connect that hotness with the customer, right? With what they feel, what their needs are, how we're going to solve their problems and how they are, where they are emotionally, possibly with the problems that they have. And if you connect that uh, through your content, you're going to see a lot more engagement with it because now you're talking about them and how their problems are being solved and how you can be there for them rather than, hey, look at me. I'm at Trade Show X. Come see me at X. Great. But how does that benefit me? I don't know. So I think the number one thing that B2B companies need to think about is how to flip that perspective in their content and how to create content for the audience rather than for themselves. 100%. And I think the a lot of B2B businesses can't be fixated on that vanity number of likes because it's really not relevant at all. What's relevant is a small pocket or subset of people that you can speak directly to and have your message resonate with them, which is essentially what we're talking about here, Anthony. Absolutely. I, I feel like a lot of times I see a lot of WhatsApp messages. Hey guys, could you help me like this post? My boss really wants a hundred likes. It's That's great that you get a hundred likes, but if it's not genuine, that's not true engagement. And you, all that effort that you put into that content is not reaching to people you need it to reach. So that number, it becomes vanity. It's not vanity when that number comes organically from your audience and you start seeing comments from prospects and from people in your industry start discussing things that are important from that post. That's not vanity. That's actually then becomes a signal that your content is resonating with them. Let's talk about the opportunities that B2B businesses have with social media. What are some of the low-hanging fruit opportunities that you see that B2B businesses should be taking advantage of? You know what? B2B businesses are great at long content. We are amazing at that. We love white papers and blogs, podcasts, webinars. All these things are wonderful. And all these things bring so much value to your customers and your prospects. Because it was created by an expert that solves a problem. That's great. But what's missing is like a bridge between that knowledge that sits in your long form content and a way to storytell in a short form so that it becomes digestible on social media. We're not talking about, okay, let's this chunk of podcast, let's just throw it onto the internet. We're talking about recontextualizing that piece of content so that it becomes exciting to watch on LinkedIn or on TikTok or on Instagram. And when we're able to do that, I think the status quo will start breaking down because the status quo only exists because I think businesses don't understand the impact that it can have on your business. But once you see like your prospects start commenting on your posts instead of just the regular staff members, I've often see a lot of my clients just, just it's like a light bulb moment where they're like, oh, this is cool. Let's do more of this. So in terms of the platforms, are there certain platforms you prefer over others for posting your social media content to, or where a B2B business owner or director or marketing manager should be devoting most of their time? I think if there's one channel that you want to absolutely nail, it's LinkedIn. I think that there's going to be a lot of talk about TikTok and Instagram. Those are still great channels, but I think that LinkedIn is the last great social media network 
of our platform because it doesn't corner you into a single form of creativity. It doesn't corner you to a single medium. And you don't have to dance if you don't want to. You don't have to do videos if you don't want to. If you express yourself better in text, great, do that. And I think for a lot of businesses that are so naturally gravitating towards white papers and blogs, that's a great place to extend your reach yeah. and distribute that content, recontextualize it so it becomes meaningful every single time you show up on people's feeds. So I think that aside from the flexibility of, of the creative that you can use, I also think that they're still, you're still able to get more reach from LinkedIn than, let's say, Facebook, let's be honest, in terms of organic reach. But, I, but in terms of LinkedIn building, brain building organically, that's a great place to do it because they're still rewarding engaging content with further reach outside of the, your own network. I would say that to touch on the point of Facebook, organic being pretty much a cemetery. I think that for the most part it is, especially you got to consider how busy that feed is now, right? Because what all the algorithm on Facebook or Meta is trying to do is put things in front of you that you care most about. And now you think about an organic post on social for a, from a fan page or a business page, you're now competing not just with friends of those people you're trying to get in front of, you're competing with the groups that are getting in front of those people you want to get in front of, but you're also competing with the actual paid ads that people are paying for to get in front of those people that you want to get in front of. So there's, it's just a very busy, there's a lot of, it's a very busy place and not a lot of real estate available, which results in, in low organic reach. However, if we're going to talk about Facebook for B2B just for a second, the big benefit is that it's the biggest audience in the world. The biggest pool of people are on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. But the mindset that they're in might not be in the mindset of taking actions that are relevant or going to progress their business like they would be on LinkedIn. When you go on LinkedIn, you're in business mode. You're not in like casual hanging out 11 o'clock lying beside your wife or husband in bed mode. You know what I mean? It's a different mindset that you're in. So when you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's almost like you want to use those platforms as a B2B to get people off of those platforms into a place like email or get them over to following you on LinkedIn from there. So you, that when they're in that mindset of business, they can take those action you want, actions you want them to take. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's like going to movie cinema and you could be in the mood for comedy or you can be in the mood for a documentary, but you got to be in the mood for the right thing. 100%. Definitely. Real quick, guys. Are your messages on social media falling on deaf ears? Are you having trouble converting those leads from social media? Well, there's a better way to do it. And that is by use of a lead magnet, something that provides immense value to your target audience that's irresistible and they can't say no. The goal here is to get that contact information from your ideal clients off of social media so you can put them into a nurture sequence so they can know, like, and trust you. If this sounds of interest to you, we've done dozens and dozens and dozens of these type of campaigns for our clients and we can help you out as well. Head on over to merged.ca and book your discovery call today. M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. I mean, LinkedIn has done a lot recently in terms of evolving and offering certain placements where people can distribute content. Maybe explore that a little bit, Anthony, and tell us some of the areas on LinkedIn where you see more content being published. That's interesting. I think that here's the thing, and this is coming from my experience from, I've been doing social media for 12 years now, 13 Something like that. I think that, and this is from experience again, from doing social media for all this time. 
And this happened on Twitter. This happened on Facebook. This happened on Instagram with all these products and stuff like that that they've released. The battle is always won on the feed, in my perspective. And the way to build brand, it's not to create one great piece of content and go, ta-da, we're good. It's to show up every time and regularly. And every time you show up, you have something to offer, right? And so when the battle is won on the feed, when they scroll and they see your brand and you go, huh, that's pretty cool. Next day, they come on again and they see your brand again. You got something else different to say, but also interesting. That's where you start building the trust. That's where you start building your brand affinity. For me, the feed is the most important thing. And within the feed, there's different ways to, to do creative. There's videos, there's carousels, which I, I heard that uh, or saw that proper carousels are being killed off on LinkedIn, but that's fine. We still got the PDF ones, which is way better anyways. So we can still do our carousels. We can still do image posts and we still link posts. Those are very different ways of creating content. And I think that you shouldn't feel like you need to fixate on a certain way of creating content. What you should fixate on is what your, con what your story is and what medium tells the story best because you've got two seconds at most to get the people's attention. And that means that your first two lines of text on your caption needs to be spot on to, to let them know what the value is. That means the image and your first two seconds of your video needs to set up the context of what they're about to see. And that's way more important than trying to think of, oh, I need a thousand videos this month. Because yeah, there's so many of us that kind of, I think, fall into that trap where we read something somewhere and they say, oh, we need to do videos. Videos are wonderful. Videos are great. But also at the same time, does your piece of content, is that the most natural form of, of creative so that it expresses it best? Yeah. So you were talking about what I'm working on, which I call the LinkedIn blog activator because everything needs a name. But the service I'm providing now is that you give me all your blogs as a uh, B2B business. And I'll just turn that into a, a month's worth of uh, LinkedIn content for you. I think a lot of times we look at, as marketers, we look at blogs and we go, oh, one blog equals one post. We just have to talk something about it and we have to push it and our job is done. But when I see blog posts, I see two, three posts that we can do that's engaging. There's little short stories within this big, long narrative that you got. And you can highlight those to bring, bring, these kind of interesting nuggets to get people's attention to read the full story. Because again, you've got about two seconds to get their attention. And if you can use those two seconds to give them something that's go, huh, that was interesting. That's going to be way more valuable than them skipping your post completely. I think that's an excellent point. Excellent idea and inspiration for anybody looking for additional pieces of LinkedIn content out there is grabbing an existing blog post and turning that into five to 10 pieces of content. Like an example would be, five ways to properly sod a lawn for a landscape company. That blog is sitting there existing on the website. Those five ways are five different pieces of content for LinkedIn, right? Now, Absolutely. Anthony, would you, through each of those five pieces of content, would you link back to the original article or blog through those pieces of content? Or is it just like those standalone pieces of content, no link back to a blog? I think it depends. I think it depends. You, Jay, you know me. I like to joke. So I always look for the punchline. If the link ruins a the punchline, then I skip the link. <laughs> yeah. But it's about intent because if every post that you do has a link back to a blog, people could smell that and go, oh, okay, you just really want me to read the blog. But if there's a short piece 
there that all you got to do is just drop, let's say, a infographic that tells a story really well and that lands that lands the sentiment really well. Maybe you don't need a, maybe you don't need a link back. I think that, again, it depends on the narrative. It's really hard to say, but I would say that don't be shy to put the link back because ultimately that's where a, a big chunk of that value also sits, right? If you think this is interesting, wait till you see all that other stuff, right? That's what we're really trying to say. So linking it back from time is not a bad idea at all, but also don't overdo it because then it starts becoming like obvious that you're not really interested in telling the story. You're actually more interested in them just hitting the, hitting the blog. So let's say those five posts that you're creating from that blog article, are you connecting video images to those pieces of content, hashtags? Explain how that whole, how that post looks. Ooh, that's interesting. Let's go back to your lawn guys example. Immediately, I feel like there's a few posts I can do, right? So the first one I would do is possibly a launch post, right? Just go, hey, we got this. We just wrote the five ways of sorting a lawn, right? And you do a carousel so that it breaks down the five ways really quickly. Treat a carousel as a comic strip. How much text is a comic strip? Not that much, but the purpose of each panel is just to get you to the next panel. I'm the narrative overall. So treat it as a comic strip, do quick fire, like this is what you're gonna get in the post and click here. Great, that's wonderful. Then for the next post, take one of, one of those five ways that is meteor and create an image from that and write two paragraphs on, on what that one of those ways are, link back to the post. Third, we could do a video. If there's a video already in the blog post, use that possibly or, or re-record the video so that it feels like a purposeful piece of video. What I do with webinar video is that I look for really interesting things that are said within the webinar, but then I take it and that interesting thing might have taken three minutes to, to articulate. I would chop that up so that it becomes something articulate within 30 seconds. And then I would script something for my client or myself to, to record so that I'm speaking directly to camera mm. and I'm introducing the context of the piece of content you're about to see. Mm. So it, I don't know how to sod lawns. Again, I don't have a lawn. Maybe that's why I moved here because I don't have to like bother with lawns or, mow, or don't have to mow the lawn, don't have to shovel the snow. But Lawn maintenance can but, be overrated, I think. Thank you. <laughs> Wasting you a lot heard of it here first. A lot of water just, being wasted, right? Yeah, 100% you couldn't need a bit of recontextualizer that piece of content that would work really well on the blog to illustrate a certain point, but throwing it up there on there on its own might not get the same results. So, so think about that as well as you do that. So that's three pieces already. I think that's off of, off the top of my head without knowing how to slot a lot at all. No, you nailed it. Crushed it. That was great. Anthony, if our audience has any questions for you or wants to learn more about the blog activator, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Just hit me up on LinkedIn where it's going to appear here. I don't know. <laughs> That's going to appear in the show notes for episode 192. So go on over to merge.ca slash podcast slash 192 and you can get all the deets uh, for Anthony. Or you can just search for mean right hook. Mean, M-E-A-N, right being W-R-I-T-E and hook being hook. But... Oh, I see what you did there. Ah, nice. Yeah, I, it's from a love of George St. Pierre and, and a good pun, so. Nice. Awesome. That might be the answer to our next question. We'll see. Because this is the last question and the question we end every episode with. If you could choose one person, dead or alive, to represent mean right hook, who would it be and why? You just sprung that one on me, man. You're involved, right? <laughs> be on your toes. I'll tell you who I think would really represent well. Steve Carell. 
I love Steve Carell. He is funny, but he's also thoughtful. He uses humor when he needs to, but Mm. when he doesn't need to, he can bring it home with his drama. And I appreciate him so much as an artist because of this. And I feel like Me Right Hook does is offers the same thing where I, I love joking. I love making people laugh. But at the same time, what Me Right Hook brings to the table isn't just the laughter. It's it's actual results. It's it's something that's serious. This is our business. This is our livelihood. We need to we need it to work. We need to win. So I think Steve Carell's a a, a good choice. You heard it here first, folks. Steve Carell's character from The Office would be the brand ambassador for, for Anthony's company, Mean Right Hook. Now, you know, it's funny. You went from George St. Pierre, which I thought you were going to go with George St. Pierre, to Steve Carell. But I'll go with that. I love it. Awesome. Sorry, I really should have picked the Canadian. But... <laughs> awesome. Rick, Rick the Temp. Yeah. I got a throwback for that one. That's it. Rick the Temp. That's awesome. Anthony, thanks so much for your time. appreciate you. Jay, it's amazing. Thank you. Real quick, guys, if you are active on Instagram or TikTok, I encourage you to go on over and give my personal profile a follow at jhuntofficial, J-A-Y-H-U-N-T-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Over there on Instagram and TikTok, I'm posting my favorite highlights from the Merged Marketing Podcast, along with some of the highlights from my speaking engagements uh, overseas as well as locally. Ton of value. Go on over and check it out at jhuntofficial. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast, and I invite you to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Merged Marketing Podcast. One of the best ways to do that is to add us to your Instagram, at Merged Media, M-E-R-G-E-D-M-E-D-I-A. Go on over there, give Merged Media a follow, and subscribe, and never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.